Hey everyone, today is part two of our Final Fantasy discussion series, and our guest is Kami. He is an old friend and a longtime fan of the Final Fantasy series. He has a lot of insightful things to say about the characters, about the games, and we discuss quite a few things about the series. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey. Hey. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Just sitting here chilling, playing games and watching TV, as always. Well, that sounds excellent. Yeah, perfect way to spend a Saturday. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for coming on. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah, so uh, I guess if you want to say a little bit about yourself, I'll make an intro that'll kind of you know, say like who's on what we're talking about. But if you just want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, that's cool too. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll make it short and sweet. Um, my name's Kami. Um, me and Michael have been friends for, I don't know, however many years, but we met at work. So anywho, um, we found out we both had a liking for video games and music and went on from there. So Big yeah. time, big time gamer over here. I love to uh, to play mostly RPGs and action or adventure. Um, big time into uh, music of you know various kinds, especially rock music um, and pop music. Uh, let's see. Um, I love watching TV and uh, movies. Big time into horror and superhero action films, stuff like that. Uh, so just kind of your typical nerd yeah. of it. I mean, you and I bonded like pretty quickly. I remember when I first got sent out there, I don't know how we got on the topic of video games. Like, did we just outright ask each other or? Well, I remember I it was actually funny that I think you like, only came out to our branch. Like I think once. Yeah. Maybe and... one or two times max. Yeah. I, I remember the first time. Yeah. And the first time we were back in the drive through together yeah. Um, the whole time and it was slow so we didn't have anything else to do but just kind of sit back there and shoot the breeze and I don't know how we got on the topic of whatever we talked about but we did and we did bond pretty quick and yeah. you know it's kind of cool when you when you make a friend like that through work because you know not every workplace has that yeah definitely I mean usually it's a pretty like just kind of you know, we're just working together, whatever, you know? Yeah. We'll be friendly, but it doesn't really go beyond that. Exactly. Some places can be a little rigid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then you, you came out and saw like Matt and I's band when we played a couple of times. Oh yeah. That was a blast. I loved doing that. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, last I mean, Misha, it's been like three or four years now. So, um, well, I have come out and seen uh, since you've been with uh, the walkouts, but yeah, uh, even that's been been a while. All this COVID stuff's kind of yeah, you know, pushed all that stuff to the side, unfortunately. Yeah, which I mean, I'm okay with. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be out there infecting the masses. So, <laughs> me either, and I don't want to be infected by the masses. Right. I don't, I don't need this T virus, which they call COVID-19. <laughs> I've, I've been calling it. Yeah. I've been calling it the C virus because, right. you know, resident evil reference there for anybody that's listening. Right. 
so yeah, uh, the the purpose of this uh, podcast today was yeah to talk about uh, one specific series in particular. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy. Uh, yay! Love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if love is a big enough word, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure it is either. I can't <laughs> think of a better one though. Yeah. Um, so, what was your first Final Fantasy game? My first one was Final Fantasy VII, and that was actually my second RPG ever. My first one was Super Mario RPG Legend That's of right. the Seven Stars back on the Super Nintendo. Which is also um, like your, that's probably like in your top five, right? Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, lo- love that game. And so when uh, I finally was exposed to uh, Final Fantasy VII, actually just watching a, a family member sitting there playing, I'm like, what is that? That looks fun. Right. I, uh, he let me borrow it. And in the period of, I think about three days, I had gotten just outside of Midgar. And had fallen in love with the game. And right. so I was begging, begging my family to uh, buy it for me for Christmas that year. What was, was your, like, when it when you got out of Midgard, you first saw, like, how big the map was. Like, how how much did your brain explode? Like, I don't know if people realize, like, what that was like. It was definitely a holy shit moment. Like, right. oh, my God. You mean like, this was just the start? I'm going all over this world? Yeah, and it's humongous. And there's like this lonely music playing. And at that point, I mean, you kind of know where you need to go, but you you had a lot of like experimentation. A yeah. A lot of freedom. And I think I actually, I miss that right. kind of feeling with the current uh, generation of games because... I don't know if it's just hardware limitations or, or what it is, but they don't really go with the whole world map thing much anymore. Yeah. And to me, you know, that was always one of the, the coolest things is when you finally got from that first, you know, dungeon or world or whatever, and then got out to explore the world map. It was like, oh my God, I'm finally seeing there's so much stuff to, to explore and, and do. I mean, it, it's unreal. It's, it's kind of like when you get out there on the open road for the first time driving. Exactly. Yeah, you're just like immersed in this world and, you know, you're just, you're taking off. And I, I don't know, to me, that was the first game where I really felt like I was exploring a world. I wasn't, you know, just going from one objective to the next. Exactly. Because before that, I had mostly played, um, you know, action adventure games and stuff like that. And those can be kind of linear. Right. But uh, Final Fantasy VII was anything but. It was like without a walkthrough, you really could go anywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it was, a lot of it was kind of, uh, uh, you know, trial and error. Yeah. I mean, if you went somewhere and got your ass kicked, it's like, well, I won't go there again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that Midgar Zolum kicked my ass the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I distinctly remember seeing that thing. They're like, what the fuck? No. It's like, what, yeah. what am I going to do? And then it's like, how am I yeah. going to get across that, yeah. that you know, swamp? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I got to go find something else. Then, you know find the chocobo farm and go from there right it's like there's just so many options if, if you really wanted to you could sit there and grind it out on 
uh, weak enemies until you got leveled up enough to where you could just, right. you know, beat the thing to a pulp. But your options are so open. Right. It's one of the best things about the game yeah. and about the series in general is there's so many options. And it was like, you know, we're talking about like 1997 here. <laughs> like, Oh, I know. You know, you think about, I mean, to me at that point, the PlayStation in my eyes, you know, it was really, just, this is what I played, you know, Crash Bandicoot on. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, sweet game. Love it. Love the series. But like, I don't know. That was just like a, such a mind blowing thing. Yeah, um, it was, it was definitely, uh, definitely an amazing thing though. Uh, getting out of Midgar, finding the world, but just getting into the whole, um, whole game itself i mean it's so in depth with its battle systems and the materia and all that and that's just talking about you know under the hood you get into the story and everything else and it's just like oh my god there's so much here and you just don't know where to start yeah i mean it was the first game i remember you know reading the dialogue from the characters and being like wow they're really like this is more like how like real people talk, you know? Exactly. Exactly. They're they're talking about like real things here. This, I mean, of course, yeah, you're in this like site, you know, pseudo science fiction fantasy, but the the way that the characters would interact felt so much more uh, real to me. Yeah. Like they all had their personalities. They all, you know, it didn't, it didn't feel like a bunch of sprites on a screen, just, you know, talking at each other. Yeah, you know, because you could see the characters moving, and yeah, we had them super deformed, blocky characters. But even still, they would move, and you would kind of get the feeling of of the emotion and what was going on, and just that there was so much you could draw from those little text boxes. Yeah, and it engaged your imagination, and yeah, even the sprites had you know some expressive qualities, and just the way they would frame like you know what they're doing and. I don't know, man. Some of that, I do miss some of that creativity um, with yeah, later the, games. Yeah, that is something you kind of you kind of miss when uh, you go to these completely voice activated games and everything. Um, you do sometimes miss the simplicity. Yeah. So that gets into characters, and I think it's pretty safe to say Tifa has been your favorite character. It's always or oh yeah she's she's been my favorite since uh since i started playing um anybody that knows me knows that i've always had a thing for uh strong female characters in movies and games um i think they're fun to watch uh when when men fight it's about all the bulk and everything right women fight it's more of an art form because they don't usually have all the big bulk. They have to use, you know, a little bit more strategy in how they fight. And I love it because it's so creative. And, you know, Tifa is a, is a big embodiment of that. Um, you know, I like Buffy on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Because watching her fight was awesome. And it was just punches and kicks. She didn't need a whole bunch of fancy weapons, which Tifa, I mean, she's just her fists and her feet. Yeah, And, you know, we've seen in the remake and everything, too, where they've really expanded upon that. I mean, she gets in there and owns it. Right. Just because she doesn't have, you know, the sheer 
bulk and muscle doesn't mean she can't get in there and hold her own and she can she can fight like like a champ i mean i wouldn't want to meet her in a dark alley on a on a bad day oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> that's a knockout like i don't even think she'd need to like you know, yeah it wouldn't be a fight <laughs> exactly it'd be like yeah. oh i'm gonna wipe the floor with you yeah like that's like i don't know it's there's zero chance of victory yeah there's flawless victory for tifa but yeah, yeah. But, e- <laughs> but even more than just that part i really yeah. enjoy her character because she's she's very positive yeah. But she's a little bit more of a realist at the same time. Right. Like she understands and knows what's going on in the world and that, that things are real and uh, you know, things aren't gonna be sugar and rainbows everywhere. Yeah. So she's my know, favorite. She's, she still tries to keep that positive attitude. She does. Um and in the remake, she's my favorite uh of the voice acted characters. Um I feel like the actress really, really, really brought home her character. Oh, yes, she did. Um, you know, I, I liked Aries' voice actress, too, but I've, sometimes I felt like she kind of went a little over the top, whereas I felt like Tifa always maintained uh, her character arc really well. Yeah, she was um, very consistent. With with Aerith, a lot of times I almost got a little bit of a valley girl kind of feel for right. her. <laughs> with the, the giggles and the, the laughs and stuff, and it's like... yeah. Okay, that's that's cutesy when you're kind of flirting with somebody, but yeah, you know this is supposed to be a little bit more serious sometimes. And but then uh, it's like out of nowhere with Aerith, all of a sudden, like she gets like it's it's like she gets possessed, and then she becomes the Aerith we're used to. You know, she's like this like fortune teller. You know, yeah. So her character was a little bit more inconsistent, but Tifa's always been a very consistent character always right. uh very down to earth yeah um you know she cares very much for her friends and family those are you know first and foremost everything that she cares about um you know she's dedicated to her cause and i kind of like that in the remake they had her a little bit more hesitant to want to be part of the uh the actual destructive parts of avalanche's missions yeah because it, yeah. it, yeah, it it just felt better for her character that she wasn't quite so. Yeah, I can't wait to get out there and destroy another Mako reactor. Exactly, or you know, give Barrett more ammunition to you know get on TV and talk all this shit. Like exactly, it's like she kind of like, was a little bit more level headed about it. And was kind of like, right. I know we got to do this stuff sometimes, but I really wish we didn't. Yeah, and like think about the consequences of it. Well, and one of my favorite uh, scenes out of the remake was when they were on that train on their way to uh, the reactor and those little robot things come flying into the train car. And so they're pushing the uh, Shinra executives and stuff into the back. And the one guy, yeah. And the one guy says to her, well, we're the enemy. And she's She's like, like, I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, she, she knows you're the, you're the enemy. You're who she's fighting against, but it doesn't mean she wants you to die. Of course not. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. It it really, her character just speaks to me and always has. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else we could say. We, we love Tifa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's awesome. Love her, love her new outfit. Although her advent children one's the best. 
yeah, I've, I'm still waiting on some DLC so we can swap that out for that. That would be quite nice. Yeah, gotta love the black leather. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 I like her outfit in this too. It was, you know, there was all that crazy boob controversy, whatever. But obviously, these people you know. have not been exposed to the Dead or Alive series, where you right. have a little, where the age meter secretly means how much boob jiggle you have. <laughs> exactly. I was, <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I, what. I couldn't even understand what the argument was with that. It's like, it's, she seems realistic to me as far as like, well, in the original, in the original, you got to admit in the, uh, FMVs, she was a little chesty. You could really, you could really see it in the ending, uh, scene. You could see it, but I think people made way too big of a deal out of it and they've toned it down so that she's more proportioned She's yeah. more than just her boobs, right? You know, so it's like they get get over the boob thing. It's like, yeah, she's yeah. chesty, but there's so much more to her than that. And there's so much more to her her costume and character design that you know that's a, a small part of it. There's yeah. so much more to her and, and to what her outfit and design is. Yeah, absolutely. So that I don't know that that felt like people just arguing just for the sake of whatever. <laughs> yeah, because they wanted yeah. something to bitch about. Yeah. So, all right. So I would say that's probably your favorite Final Fantasy character. Which one is your least favorite? Oh, Lord. See, that one's kind of a tough one because... There's a lot of contenders. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, (laughs) It seems like at least every game has that one that just kind of gets under your under your skin right because seymour cough cough yeah (laughs) seymour and his his weird just (laughs) i can't even begin to touch touch on that one (laughs) i have like a love hate thing for seymour i don't know like i love to hate him yeah (laughs) but just yeah there's his character design like they had to be on acid or something like i still understand what they were thinking i still don't understand how his hair does what it does right um unless he is pulling a pippy long stocking and has like wires in his hair that it's around yeah i don't know how that's physically possible and i how many times do you have to fight is it like five times I think so. Uh, yeah, and he's it, and he's not even that interesting of a character in my right. opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like a whiny little brat in a way. He is. And, and that's what I think sucks about some of the, the villains in some of these Final Fantasy games is that they don't have the depth right. that you need for a villain to make you truly like dislike them for a, a valid reason. It's like, right. I don't like you because you're a little bitch. Well... Give me something a little more to go on. I don't like yeah. it because you're trying to destroy the world because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, so I mean, in, in seven, I'd have to say my least favorite's probably going to be maybe um, Yuffie, just because of the whole, uh, you know, she's got that whole whole stereotype of the young teenage yeah, you know, the same thing that Riku has been in, and uh, right. Pinello, and all those—they just fit that little little stereotype of the. It's like overly spunky. Yes, like like and, straight from an anime. 
And I don't, you know, I've never met a girl of that age that's quite like that, you know? No, never. It never, I, I don't know. It never seems realistic to me. Well, exactly. Um, she's definitely something I'm interested to see what her remake character is going to be like. I mean, I, I feel like they'll probably do a lot more to, I don't know, uh, modernize that whole story because Wu Tai is like all over the plot now. Oh, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm wondering, I'm hoping they're going to give her a little bit more seriousness to her. You I know, really think they will. Have her be um, funny, sure. But, yeah, you know, she needs a little bit more seriousness to where you, you really feel like she's an asset to my party. Right. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll definitely give her some more serious things because they've, they've almost had this kind of Game of Thrones thing going on with Shinra and Wutai now. Yeah. So it, it should be more more of an arc there, which is cool. Yeah, I have very high hopes for the next one. Yeah, I also have, like, high... What the hell are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, after that you ending, know? it's very much... Uh, play, playing uh, the remake, you really have to go into it with a really open mind. Right. And forget about the fact that yes they lied to us time and time again about how they were not going to change this right. that and the other and then they went and did it anyway right um, yeah, now it's a reimagining i'm like oh okay yeah so Snuck that um, in. trying to be very open-minded and just kind of go with and think of it as like how the x-men universe has you yeah. know x-men ultimate x-men uh, the movies, all that. They're all different universes with the same characters. So I'm trying to keep in that uh, mindset. And so I think I can... that's a really positive way to look at it. Like I was reading your review on your new review site and that was kind of like your conclusion about it for the, the remake. Yeah. Which I thought was really, that's a good way to look at it. Because it's like, I um, want to enjoy the games because I love the characters. I love the world. So it's like, I want to enjoy it as much as I can. So if keeping an open mind is what's going to help me get through it, certainly, you know, then I'm all, yeah. all good for it. And totally, I mean, it's not like, you know, I didn't want to, of course I didn't want a shot for shot remake of the same game. Like that would, why even do it? Right. That would um, get boring quickly. You know, I, I liked it when they expanded on the characters. It was cool to see more things about Avalanche or. Oh, definitely. You know, have more of a reason for, you know, explain more about like the ancients and kind of what Shinra was trying to do, you know, regarding them. Um, and I liked them expanding on Midgar a little bit so that it was right. more than just a little five hour section, but I think they went a little too far. Right. They, uh, instead of just having, you know, a little bit of expansion on it, they drug a five hour section out into a 40 hour game. Right. So you had a lot of places that were just extraneous exactly and making it actually not as enjoyable to play a second time when you have to go through those areas right uh so i I hope they learn from that and and learn from everybody's feedback and kind of take that into consideration with the next one i i I have a feeling that they will you know uh it's almost weird it almost feels like square had some like doubt about this game maybe they did in the end, like maybe I don't know, I almost almost got like a regretful tone from them in some in some weird ways. Yeah, or, like like maybe they felt like they bit off more than they could chew. Yeah, like oh shit, people really are gonna go nuts for this. Like, 
know? <laughs> well, like, I mean, that what do you they expect? knew from they should have known from day one, though. I mean, yeah. Final Fantasy VII is the one that got a huge amount of fans into the series, yeah. and and into that you know, just genre of games. I mean, exactly. So if they that's... were going to even touch that game and do anything with it, even though it's been you know demanded for years, that you know they had a really high standard to meet. Yeah. So, you know, they may have started feeling like maybe we bit off more than we could chew sometimes. And then, then maybe they... they did try to build it up a little too much because yeah. with the way that they ended it, and I don't want to spoil for people that haven't finished it yet, but the way they ended it makes it feel like, well, how are you going to raise the stakes even more for the next one? Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know what can be done (laughs) yeah it's like what are you going to do because i don't want to fight the same villain as the final battle for three or four games again again and again yeah Uh, i want something fresh but you know i still want to be able to get that feeling throughout the game that you know the stakes are raising every time that something's really uh you know major is about to go down right and you know i think that's one of the things that the original game did so well two was its pacing yeah. of you know because once you got to disc two and you got to the point where you were back in junin yeah uh, after releasing the weapons yeah shit hit the fan real quick and right from that point on it was just running 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 right and it's one of the few games where i honestly felt like a real like sense of dread like i was actually scared <laughs> oh yeah playing through it i'm like man like this could really go south for these guys. Like, oh hell yeah! Because you know, I didn't know what to expect. It's like, what's coming next? And after having you know, Aerith died, and I figure I can say that one because everybody in the world yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, you know, after that happened, it's like I don't know what character's next. It's obviously not. You know, no one's off limits at this point, right? Except maybe Cloud because you know he's your main character, but. Right. For anybody else, it's like you really didn't know who's... I uh, thought Tifa was going to get it in this game. Like, I had some, like, weird thing in the back of my mind. I was like, man, what if they kill Tifa? Like... Yeah, I think I would have I would have started a riot and right. gone right up into Square headquarters. <laughs> right. And like, look here, you bitches. <laughs> Y'all done fucked with the wrong fanboy. Yeah. Like, we are uh, starting this petition, and you're going to change this right now. <laughs> like, yep turned your head like and if you don't i know where all of you live and i've seen where all of you sleep right i'll make sure your mothers cry by the time i'm done with you <laughs> oh lord yeah so Dedi- dedicated fanboys very yeah we we care quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> um so you did just put up our review site yes i did um, that is monkeyzero.net yep that's cool. How long has yeah. that been in the works? Um, actually, for just a couple of weeks, me and my um, best friend Keith, uh, you know, he's heavy into music. I'm heavy into the games and the um, yeah. I saw he and the TV the, and stuff. Did the music reviews on it? Yeah, and I mean, really he cool. likes he likes gaming and and movies and stuff too. But his his real passions there in the in the music. So I kind of let him take the reins on that one. And we just decided, hey, we, you know, really want to share some of this passion with, you know, our friends and whoever else stumbles upon it. Right. Um, 
you know, let's just let's start making reviews. And uh, so we just started fiddling about on the computer and I found a cheap uh, app to make a website. And we just kind of put it together and, you know, been writing reviews, uh, you know, nonstop. I know there's not a whole lot up there right now, but oh, uh, I mean, we've, we're both still working on some constantly. I know he's got a few this weekend he's doing and I'm working on a couple. Uh, cool. Uh, to get out there and actually I'm going to uh, break the mold and do a uh, Lincoln Park hybrid theory review because they're my favorite band That's and it's awesome. the 20 year anniversary um, will, will be kind of a retrospective yeah. thing yeah yeah probably um, I haven't decided fully what I'm going to do yet um, he's going to help me out with it though since uh, you know he's got a certain format that uh, that he goes with and I like the way it goes so I'm going to yeah, take I mean, his I- guidance there I was reading his Selena Gomez review, which was really well written, and then I read your Final Fantasy VII remake review, which was awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a great job. I'll definitely plug that and get some people to go check it out. Well, thank you. It's Good definitely time. something we're we're excited about. We've already got plenty of ideas for the future. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll get Keith on here sometime too. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, he'd love that, especially you get him talking about music. Oh, yeah. Cool. That will be awesome. Um, so let's see. Uh, so you've written a lot of fan fiction over the years, correct? Uh, yeah. I haven't in the recent couple years, but um, a few years ago, I was going uh, hard and heavy on it. Do you have any, like, like favorite fan fiction that you've written or... Um, well, the stuff that I've written has really been in three fandoms, which was, um, Final Fantasy 13, um, Glee, don't judge me, y'all. Oh, I love Glee. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, Pacific Rim, because those were the three things that I was really obsessing about at the time that I started writing. Okay. And, uh, you know, I made some friends on uh, fanfiction.net. I highly recommend that site uh, for anybody into fanfiction. And... Uh, we just all kind of fed off of each other all the time. But I think my favorite that I, that I wrote was probably the um, Final Fantasy 13 ones, just because I could go a little bit more out there. My, right. re- my restraints to real reality were not quite as rigid. Right. Um, with Glee, you know, there's no supernatural, no special powers, nothing. It's just life. Right. Um, so there's, you know, a little bit of constraints on that. And Pacific Rim, um, too, it was, you know, the technology and stuff was uh, the magic there so much. So you, you still had restrictions. But in 13, you really could kind of go anywhere you wanted to. Yeah, you're dealing um, with essentially gods, you know. <laughs> basically. And you yeah. could kind of, you could tweak the mythology however you wanted to. and right and make things happen. So I think the, the freedom there was a little bit more fun and less restraining. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll go up there and, and read it. Um, so I, I didn't know you did a 13. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't guarantee it's yeah. something for everybody. Cause sure. you know, there is a semi-controversial pairing in there. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but you never know. Yeah. Well, I enjoy that stuff. So, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, 
definitely want to have you on again sometime and uh, definitely get Keith on. Sure. I know he'd be down for it. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks again. And uh, you have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. All right, man. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pedestrian at Best podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or anywhere else that you may be listening. You can add us on Twitter, just search at Pedestrian, or you can add us on Instagram, just search Pedestrian at Best Podcast. We hope you are doing well, and thanks for listening.